footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales, dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares, where we like to keep it dark and dreamy here at Dark Softly Tales. This is your host, Mav, and tonight... We are falling through a rainy night sky next to a car at a lonely rest stop. Inside the car are two sisters having an uncomfortable conversation. In all seriousness, this story is based on a weird experience I had years ago when I was moving cross country. My little sister was 16 at the time, just got her driver's license, and she was helping me drive. And we had stopped at this deserted rest area in the middle of the night. The rain was plopping on the windshield, the wind blowing the tree branches around outside, and neither of us wanted to get out of the car. And she says in this really quiet voice, If I were a serial killer, I would kill on a night like this. And I just got these chills up and down my arms. And I looked at her and I said, Bob, don't say another word. I don't want to know. To which we both laughed. But she had this little wicked gleam in her eyes. My baby sister is a Scorpio. So it was like, hmm, you never know with them. But I am happy to say that she is a nurse and she saves lives. Not the opposite. But that night at the dark rest stop, I knew I was going to write about this. And so I did. And it was first published in Yellow Mama magazine years ago. And hey, before you judge, CD players were still a thing back then. And walkie-talkies are perfect for cross-country moves because as you probably well know, there is zero reception in the mountains. So why don't you go ahead and settle in next to a window and if it's raining outside let that be the backdrop of this story there's nothing to be afraid of is there take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly Hollow Secrets by Mav Sky. The rest stop was deserted. I sat in the car with my teenage sister, who was thumbing through my CD collection. She spotted Blue Oyster Cult and plugged it into the stereo. A light wind spiked rain on the windshield. I looked out the window. Dark shadows of trees and shrubs swayed against the overbearing night. Kevin hadn't made the run from the U-Haul to the restroom yet. Foreboding guitar strings turned gothic with Don't Fear the Reaper. Wendy cranked the music way up. I reached over and turned the knob down low. 
Wendy rolled her eyes at me and said, I love this song. It's so sexy. Since when is death coming to get you sexy? I said. Like, since the beginning of time, replied Wendy. I shrugged and shook my head. Sure is creepy here. I hope Kevin hurries. Well, that was only a half-truth. What I'd really like is to plunge the shifter into reverse and dash out of the dark parking lot. I'd rather Kevin did his business on the side of the highway. I grabbed the walkie-talkie from the dash. Kevin, are you going to go or what? Kevin replied back. Yeah, just wiping the dog slobber off my face. Ajax wants out. I sighed. That would take that much longer. I felt down my seat and touched the butt of the 22 pistol Kevin gave me for my birthday. He didn't know I had brought it along. This place is like totally freaking me out. It's so dark and the trees look scary, Wendy said. The rain drizzled to a stop. A slow, steady drip tapped on the roof of the car, reminding me of something I heard at a slumber party. Ajax, come here, boy! Looking through the rearview mirror, I saw the golden's fluffy coat bolting from one tree to the next, and Kevin's lean, dark figure chasing after him. Huh. Are you sure you don't have to go? I asked Wendy. Joe, are you kidding? I'm not going out there. Yeah, I nodded my head. Can I have it? Wendy nodded toward the walkie-talkie. Oh, sure. I handed it over. Kevin? Hey, Kevin. Speed it up, will ya? Static answered back. He must have left it in the car, I said. Cheer up, Joe. You look so worried. Wendy turned her back to me and blew on the window. She moved her fingers along the fogged glass. Yeah, this place just gives me a bad feeling. And that tapping on the roof? It reminds me of a story I heard when I was a kid. It's a scary story, right? I, like, so love scary stories. Tell me. That was true. She had always begged me to tell chilling bedtime stories. When most little girls wanted happy ending fairy tales, she had delighted, actually thrived off suspense and gore. I always obliged her, my darling baby sister. However, strange the request. She had been obsessed with dead things as a child. But really, aren't most children at some point or another? I remembered the time she brought me the bleeding kitten. Just for you, Joe. Wendy leaned back, allowing me access to the window. And the steam, she had drawn a face. It had pointed horns, slanted eyes, and a demon smile. I shivered. I don't remember much of the story, I said, still looking at her picture. It's about a guy and a girl who are on their way home from prom night. They decide to take the longer route home through the country. 
I paused. Fire jumped into the demon's eyes. Its mouth glowed, biting at my forehead like the sight on a gun. I gasped. Joe, what's wrong? She turned and looked at her drawing. An oncoming car passed the rest area. The red light was gone. It's a smiley face. See? She traced her fingers along the smile. Oh, yeah. I nodded and let out my breath. All at once, it did look like a simple smiley face. The kind she used to draw for me when she was five. The reflection of brake lights mixed with the rain had created a demonic image. She turned her large brown doe eyes to me and grinned. She still looked like the innocent girl who would climb on my lap and hand me her latest smiley face handiwork. So, Joe, why did they take the long way home from the prom? Gee, Wendy, you're 16. Perhaps you should explain it to me. I bet, though, what they were doing at 16 then isn't quite as... I raised my eyebrows. Risque as you're 16 now. That's for me to know and for you to. Trust me, Wendy. I don't want to find out, I said. Wendy blew me a kiss and smiled. Okay, really... Tell me more of the story. It doesn't sound very scary to me. I sighed. Where was Kevin? And I didn't see Ajax. Well, they took the long way home and ran out of gas on a country road. Wendy blew her bangs out of her face. Oh, and let me guess. The road was less traveled. She smiled sarcastically. Robert Frost. Duh. I imitated her. It was a night like tonight. Windy, dark, and drizzly. Oh, so let me guess. They had to find something to do while waiting for the grumpy trunker to happen by. I rolled my eyes and looked at her. She raised her eyebrows. I glanced past her head. The demon face was back. No glow this time. Its horns were more defined. They curved up. The points sharpened like the tip of a sacrificial knife. I bit my lip, transfixed by the image. It's just a reflection and emerging of raindrops, I told myself. No, actually, he wanted to find a gas station. Jack was sure they had passed one a half mile back. Shirley, though, was scared to death. So they, like, have names? Jack and Shirley? Sounds so old, Wendy said. I ignored her. The rain started up again. I forced my gaze away from the demon and watched the bubbly drops plop on the windshield. Shirley hated the wind. It always seemed to be keeping hollow secrets in its scream. It had scared her, and the sound of it pounding rain on the windshield, like a hammer on a mirror, made her panic. She begged Jack not to leave her. She told him about the horrible secrets the wind kept, but Jack laughed at her. What an imagination, he said, as he popped the trunk and jumped out of the car. Shirley slid over to the driver's side as he walked around the car. She rolled down the window. Jack set down the gas can and was ruffling up his collar when... Wait, wait, wait. She rolled down the window? 
This is so old-fashioned, said Wendy. When? Do you want me to tell the story or not? I glanced at her. I expected her to be goofing off, but her eyes burst with curiosity. Her slim frame leaned toward me. She was all ears. Her right arm dipped below the passenger seat. This distracted me. What you hiding there? I nodded at her arm. She hesitated, broke eye contact. Lightning flashed behind the hills, lighting up the demon image. Its flesh stung a pale yellow. Joe! Banging against my window. Wendy bolted up and she pointed. I jumped in my seat and twisted around. It was Kevin. I let out a sigh. I pushed the button down on my window. Kevin, what are you? I can't find him. He was yelling. The dainty wind had picked up and was zipping Kevin's hair around. Ajax, he ran off towards the highway and I haven't seen him. I gotta go looking. Be back soon. He turned and was gone before I could answer. I let the window back up and turned to Wendy. We should go help. Oh no, Joe. We should stay right here. She put her left hand on my arm. I glanced at her other hand. She followed my gaze. It's just my cell phone, see? She brought it up and showed me. The wind scowled against the car, and I thought about Shirley and the secret she swore it hid. He's gonna find Ajax and then come back here to tell us. But if we're not here, then he'll have to wait or go looking for us, and we'll all be stuck here that much longer. She hit the repeat button on the CD. Don't fear the reaper started again. Yeah, okay, I suppose you're right. I just don't want Ajax to get hit by her car or whatever. He'll be fine, Joe. Wendy squeezed my arm, then punched in some keys on her cell, text messaging a friend. Something just doesn't feel right to me, I told her. I don't know if it's this place or what. The wind screamed at the car. It's that prom story you're telling me, and the stupid wind. Wendy clapped her cell clothes and tucked it down in her shirt, inside her bra. So come on, old Jack was about to find a gas station. What happens next? The boogeyman gets her? <laughs> Not exactly. Lightning flashed from beyond the rest area, striking the road. I continued the story. Shirley said, Can't you hear the wind, Jack? It's holding something back, something terrible. If you leave, I'll be all alone with it. Please, please don't leave me. Let me come with you. Jack ran his hand over his stiff black hair and leaned into the car. I can move faster without you, doll. Now, there's nothing to be afraid of. This wind will pass, and you'll be just fine. I'm going to jog down the road here, beg some gas from the station owner, and I'll be back here, one hour tops. He reached in and touched her tear-stained cheek. Shirley sniffed and brought her hands to the wheel. I'm never going out with you again! Jack drew his hand back and picked up the red gas can. Be back soon, I promise. Shirley wouldn't look at him as he turned and left. 
She rolled up the window and slammed the door locked down. She laid her forehead on the steering wheel. The wind hissed her name. She glanced up and looked around the car. They had parked off the road in some grass. A lonely maple brooded well above the car, its outstretched arms running away from the wind. Shirley's white knuckles grasped the steering wheel tightly. A brush of raindrops splattered across the windshield and made her jump. Stop it! Stop it! She screamed. But who, she wondered, was she screaming at? She screamed at the wind, of course. It knew a secret and wanted to let her in on it. And then it was quiet. Shirley breathed and sat back. It was going to be okay, she told herself. Soon, Jack would be back and he would take her home. A gust blew the car forward. Tree branches scraped the windshield, slicing and dicing like a cook preparing a gourmet meal. Shirley sat up straight in the seat like a jack-in-the-box. The wind whispered to her. Shirley. And she knew about Jack. She knew he was... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, I know this story, said Wendy. You're interrupting, again. I turned and looked at my sister. If you already knew the story, then why didn't you tell me before I got going? <clears throat> I didn't recognize all that wind crap you put in there, Joe. The guy never comes back. The girl, you're Shirley, hears a tap, tap, tap on the windshield. Dude, it turns out that someone chopped off his head and strung him up over the car. The tapping was Jack's blood on the windshield. Wendy's eyes sparkled, and I thought she looked almost giddy from... from... what? But the wind, Wendy, the wind was trying to tell her something. A gust of air, like a hundred giants' breath, blew against the car, rolling it backwards. Joe, get over the wind already. It's not part of the story. Wendy stuffed her hands down beside the seat. The demon blazed in the window as the giant's breath swept the car backwards again. I hit the brakes and looked in the rearview mirror for Kevin. You know, Joe, if I were a serial killer, I would kill that way. Wendy spoke this, quiet, serious. I mean, why not get creative? Find some lone travelers on a ugly night like this? My heart pounded in full chorus with the wind's screaming fit. Lightning snapped and spat at the ground. I caught a glint of silver from the corner of my eye. Secrets. I don't want to know any secrets. I reached my left hand down along the side of the driver's seat and felt for my pistol. I mean, everyone, animals and all, we all die anyway. And it's all so boring. Who really wants to die in their sleep when you can be hanging upside down, guts hanging out, scaring the hell out of your girlfriend? You'd be remembered forever, just like Jack and Shirley 
sat silent. Blue oyster cult sang. The chorus lyrics froze in my mind. I saw Wendy reach beneath the seat and withdraw something sharp and silver. I hid my eyes behind my fist. I didn't want to look and see what my baby sister held. I didn't want to know what she was thinking of doing. I wouldn't look. The wind whispered a scream, and I knew. Hadn't I always known? The bleeding kitten Wendy had brought to me when she was ten. It was stabbed three times. I reached for my gun as I saw a silver sharp edge jab at my breast. I clenched the pistol, raised it, pointed it at my sister. The pounding on the driver's door. Girls! Hey girls! I found them! I jumped and squeezed the trigger. Lightning struck. A clap of thunder shook the car. Wendy screamed, Oh my god! I dropped the gun and covered my eyes. The wind told me, it had told me about Wendy, and it never lies. Never. I rocked back and forth, my own high-pitched wail matching Wendy's. Kevin flung open the car door, and I fell into his arms. Joe! Joe, what the hell is wrong with you girls? He clutched me to his chest and held me tight. I shook my head and trembled against him. Wendy, I thought. The wind told me the secrets, Kevin. Quiet now. The wind is gone. See? He spoke quietly in my ear, and I opened my eyes. Wendy sat directly in front of me, silent. There was no knife, no weapon. Only my pale, frightened sister, wiping her eyes and sniffing. I felt shocked that my sister sat before me, whole and alive. The safety must have been on. Thank God. You girls had quite a spook with that lightning and all. Damn, that was close, Kevin was saying. I breathed deep with relief. Kevin hadn't seen the gun. It was resting between my thighs. I shifted to conceal it. I glanced back up at Wendy. She was avoiding me and babying her hand wrapped in napkin. Something dark was seeping through. I couldn't stop staring at it. My heart twisted. I heard the wind begin to sigh. Why was her hand bleeding? I said, I'm so sorry. It felt fake. Your hand? It's bleeding? She had cut herself. How? The knife... I looked down by her feet. There was nothing. I never actually saw the knife. Or did I? Was I crazy? I was the one who had just pointed a gun and squeezed a trigger. Wendy frowned at me. I'm riding with Kevin. She jumped out of the car and disappeared into the dark parking lot. Kevin watched Wendy scram and said, Uh, listen, honey. We have about a hundred miles left. Can you make it? Can you make it that far? The wind has already blown itself out. I nodded, not so sure at all. The sopping Ajax jumped between us and licked my face and whined. He wants to ride with you, is that okay? I nodded again. Ajax would be good company. Kevin gave me one last squeeze. Take as much time as you need. Flash your lights when you're ready. He shut the door and, like Wendy, 
The darkness swallowed him whole. The street lamp flickered on as I wiped the tears away from under my eyes and caught my reflection in the passenger window. The demon face was gone. Was it possible that the demon had been my own reflection in the window? My eyes followed the door down to the crevice that lay between the seat and the floor. There was a silvery sheen reflecting from beneath the seat, flashing rainbows on the ceiling of the car. The wind was only a whisper now. Look, look, it begged. Look beneath the seat. But I wouldn't look. I wouldn't. I flashed my lights at Kevin. As I pulled ahead of them, I caught Wendy's eye in the passenger seat. She blew on the window, fogging it up, and drew a smiley face with her finger. The smiley face smirked at me in the dim light, and I wondered. The morbid song was still repeating itself. Don't fear the reaper. Look, 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 demanded the wind. I turned the song off. The truth lies buried deep in hollow secrets. Some graves are better left unturned. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and, of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.